Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'm so thankful for all the great men, the great women of God that have invested in my life. Their words, their example has been such an encouragement to me and such an example for me that it's true what the Bible says, like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And we have so many in life that are giving the same kind of example that we can follow them as they are following Christ. I'm so thankful for my parents. I mean, mama and papa, they have been such a inspiration to me and such a great mentors and such great example of true faith, true obedience, of simplicity of heart, faithfulness to the Lord. And they have been an example in many ways of words that these days are maybe not so popular anymore, but they lived it in their life. And because of those things in their life, God has blessed them. And that blessing has also fallen upon me. And I'm especially thinking of these things because my mama just turned 95. And a few weeks before her birthday, we had a great gathering and the whole family was there. Well, not the whole, whole family, but a great part of the family. All my brothers, all my sisters were there, and their husbands, their wives, and many of their children, and even the grandchildren, our grandchildren, or, or mamas, my mamas' great-grandchildren. And it was such a celebration as we were all together. And I remember that moment that we were taking a family picture, and we put mama upon a high chair in the middle, and we all stood around her, and we took the great picture from so young babies that were there, just born, just born, and mama being 95, standing there with four generations there. Oh, how wonderful it was, but that special moment that we were singing the song of the blessing, and that song as we sang it, and we were so thankful for that blessing that came through mama, through papa, and their great example and obedience in their life to the Lord, the Lord's work in their life, all glory unto him, but as it also came upon us and our children and our grandchildren. But I also had to think of all those other great men and women of faith. And I'd like to share with you today and be a little bit different than I usually minister in this broadcast, but I just wanted to tell you something about those great men and women that have been an inspiration to me and an example to me. Well, there are great men and women in history, and I have read their books, and I'm talking about men and women of, of 100, 200 years ago or longer, but I've read their books and their writings have inspired me and helped me in my life and also in my ministry, in my preaching. Oh, some of those sermons, you can just copy them one-on-one. -on -one. I always say it's better to copy a great sermon than to make your own, which is worthless, you know. If you are not a great preacher, use those sermons that God has given through great men and women in, in history. And I know they will be a blessing today because the word of God does not change. It's ever powerful. Now I hear some people say, well, you shouldn't copy a sermon. Oh, you think what you want to think about it. But when you are preaching out of the Bible and you're preaching out of Romans, you're copying and you're preaching the sermon that came through Paul. Or maybe out of the letters of Peter, you're copying a sermon that was brought 
brought to us through Peter. So God speaks through men and women, and he has spoken to me, and he has shown me through great men and women in life. He has shown me what it means to be a true man or a woman of God. And so I want to share a few thoughts with you today. I remember reading Psalm 90, and you know what it says above Psalm 90. It says, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. I like that so much. It says, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. It doesn't just say a prayer of Moses, but it says a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Prayer makes us a man or a woman of God. If there is one thing I have seen in the lives of all those great examples before me, be it in the Bible, be it in history, be it in my lifetime, people that I was able to meet, be it in my own family, my parents, but also my brothers and sisters who are ministers of the gospel, it is prayer, and especially in mama's life. Oh, (laughs) she is a woman of prayer, yes, she's older now. She says, John, I'm really getting old now. And she is old with 95. And sometimes, you know, oh, you can see that her body is more frail now. And maybe she cannot run anymore or she cannot do the things that she was used to do, taking care of eight children. That was a great task and the work of the ministry and all the other things. But I tell you, even today on this age, when she starts to pray, it moves kingdoms. The kingdom of God is being moved, but also the kingdom of darkness feels the impact of that prayer of that old woman. Prayer. Oh, it gives us such authority and power. And I remember years ago, Mama, she has always been a woman of prayer, and she started prayer meetings in all the churches and was going around Holland, praying with the brothers and sisters, calling them to prayer and being an example there. But I remember one day she said, John, I received a word of the Lord in prayer that he said, Wilhelmina, I have given you authority and power to tread upon snakes and scorpions. She said, John, I received that authority in prayer and I saw a change in her life. I'm talking about many years ago. Oh, I've heard many preachers and ministers of the gospel and they say, oh, I want authority and they try to have authority by raising their voice or they try to have authority by some gimmick or some movement or some way of ministry. But real authority all over the kingdom of darkness, over the forces of darkness and the powers of darkness. All that authority is given in prayer as we spend time with him. And when I saw that in mama's life, I was very young at that time, but I remember it so vividly that she came out of her prayer closet. She came out of her bedroom where she prayed. Oh, she would pray for hours. And I saw that difference in her. She said, God has given me authority to tread upon snakes and scorpions. And I saw it in her and we felt it after that moment that she had a greater authority to speak against the forces of darkness. And that is the authority that I also needed in my life as I've been traveling the world to more than 90 countries to preach the gospel, going into these difficult nations, dark nations where many forces of 
come together to oppose Christ. And I'm standing there in the midst of these nations where witch doctors or, or where other faith has come against the gospel of Jesus Christ, but I'm standing there preaching the gospel with the authority and power that he has given to me in my prayer life that I can tread upon snakes and scorpions and I command and I can command darkness to leave and I can command sickness to go and I can command people to be set free in that mighty, all-powerful name of Jesus because it has been given to me in prayer. But I have learned it and I've seen it in the lives of these great men and women of God. You know, another thing that I have seen, yes, I remember all being with Brother Benson and Sister Margaret Idahosa from Nigeria. I was able to stay in their home a few times and minister in their church in the great faith arena. Oh, it's a great man and a great woman of God, these people who have been there in Africa, oh, and who have changed the nation through the work that God has been doing through their lives. And I know Brother Benson is with the Lord, but I remember, oh, we were going to the airport and uh, he was running a little bit late, but he commanded and said, <laughs> yes, he, he had that, that authority in everything he did. And he commanded and he said, tell them to hold the plane for me. Yes, and they held the plane for him. Yes, he had that authority. Oh, and that's what I've seen in all the great men and women of faith, of people that made an impact in this world. They have a God-given authority that they could speak, and they spoke. Oh, just like Joshua, he spoke in the midst of the battle, and he said, Lord, I need more time. I need more time to conquer the enemy, so sun and moon and stars stand still. Oh, and the Lord let the whole universe come to a stop because of the authority that this man of God had in his life. Oh, I hope you are excited about this kind of authority, not to use it or abuse it for your own good or own things, but to have it that you can move mountains, that people will be set free in Jesus' name. Well, another thing that I saw in the great lives of these men and women of God is they had such a love for people. Oh, I remember spending time with Dr. T.L. Osborne, also his daughter, LaDonna Osborne, his wife, Daisy Osborne, great men and women of God. And I've seen something in them that was, that no matter how high the Lord brought them, they had such a love for people. Oh, I was walking with Brother T.L. Osborne and people around them, they were just simple people. I mean, not people of influence, not people of wealth, not people of some kind of position that could be used to bring a blessing or to do something for Brother TL, but they were just simple people, beggars on the street, but he had such a love for them. And that reminds me of my own father. Oh, <laughs> he was always walking around our office. And if there were kids, if people would walk there, he would hand them a magazine, give them a track, ask them to come inside, give them a book, 
invite them, tell them about the meetings, tell them about the love of the Father. And, and this is something that I have seen in all the great men and women of God. Well, we see it in Christ Jesus himself. And as it was in Christ, that character of Christ was also in the great men and women of Christ. Oh, I tell you, I have seen some young ministers and the Lord has given them some kind of gift and the Lord has elevated them in some way, but now they feel they are something. Oh, and they walk around in a more expensive suit or maybe have a entertaining a more expensive crowd. I don't know, but somehow they feel elevated above the normal folk. Well, this is not how Jesus was. And this is not what I saw in all the great men and women of God that God used to impact this world. I saw in their life such a simplicity and such a love for people, normal people, beggars on the street, it doesn't matter, rich people on the bank, working in the banks too, but also the simple folk. Oh, and God bless them for it. What I saw there was also that they were so approachable. Are you approachable? I remember being not so long ago, eating dinner with Jimmy Swaggart and his wife and his son Donnie, and, and we were having dinner and in the restaurant, people were coming to him, of course, Jimmy Swaggart. I mean, who hasn't heard of him? And, and he's such a great man of God that God is using and has used around the world in such great way. Oh, he has sold millions of records around the world with his beautiful songs that have encouraged so many throughout time. But he was there in the restaurant and he was talking with simple people that were there and they came to him, oh, brother Swaggart. And they didn't even dare to approach him because he is such a great man of God. But, but yet they dared to approach him, but he just pulled them in and he was so inviting to them and, and took a picture with them and just said some friendly words, some kind words. And he didn't even know who they all were or what was going on, but he was approachable. And I've seen that also in my father. I saw it in Osborne. I saw it in so many other great men and women of God. They were approachable. Oh, again, some young ministers, oh, now they come in through the back door and they leave through the back door and they have no time for nobody anymore because now they are so important to God and to everybody else. Well, they forgot how important the people are. Oh, the people, that's what it's all about. We are channels for the people. Oh, I always love it when I'm in these nations and it's not always possible. Sometimes it's just too dangerous or other reasons that it's not possible. Sometimes you're scheduled, but, but your heart should be tender to be approachable and to have that love for people. And I love it in these nations after the meeting to just go down into the crowd or at the end of the meeting, go into the crowd, lay my hands upon them, bless them in Jesus' name, say hello, ask for their name, take a picture with them and just be approachable to them. That's important. Well, I saw in all these great men and women of faith, I saw they were men and women of faith. Oh, I remember with Shamba, brother R.W. Shamba, what a great man of God, what a great preacher he was. He's with the Lord now, but he had such a faith and he would walk and then he would come to that moment that he would pray for people and the people would rush to the front and they would line up, but in faith, he was just commanding and praying all these sicknesses and all these problems and all these things. It didn't matter 
how big that need was, how impossible that sickness was, how, how deformed that body was, or whatever the story was of the people that came to him, he just spoke into their life words of healing, words that would bring a change and affect them in such a positive way, believing that God is able to change every circumstance, every life. Oh, how wonderful it was to see that faith in action. And again, I'm calling his name, but I saw this in the life of all these other great men and women of faith. I remember dear sister Frida Lindsay of the Lindsay family in Dallas. Oh, that woman, what a giver, a giver. That's another thing that I saw in the lives of the great men and women of faith. I I saw they were all givers. Oh, sometimes some people, well, they are jealous and they have their opinions. Look at him, look at her, look how they're living, look this, look that. But they don't know how these great men and women of faith have been givers coming to moments in their life. If you hear the story of the Lindsay's, how three times in their life they came to a point where God said, sell your house. And they just sold their house and gave everything they had. And that's what I've seen in all their lives. They came to a point in their life where they had to give up and give everything to the Lord, all the security of the world, their own house, maybe their own car. They were givers. And I know out of each life, I could find a story that would show that they are a giver. My father was a giver and people knew that he was a giver. And, and, and Frida Lindsay, three times with her husband, they came to a point that they had to sell their house to start a new ministry, a ministry in Israel, the printing ministry, the school ministry, those three things. They sold their house to start that ministry and God blessed it and gave them a new house again. And then they sold it again and gave it all up again to start a new ministry. And I've seen that in all the lives of all the great men and women of faith. And finally, I also remember Brother Bonke. Oh, what a man of God for Africa he has been. Many other nations, but Africa especially. But what I've learned from him all, all so he was a, a big thinker, a big thinker, always thinking of souls and always thinking big, how to reach millions, not just the few He would be happy to reach a few, but always thinking big, how to reach nations, how to spread literature in a big way. That makes me think of my own father, always thinking big. And he imparted that into us, his children. We want to think big, big thinker. He said, John, you must be an everything is possible thinker. You must be a faith optimist. You must think big because we serve a big God, a great God. And so these things have imparted in my life. And I hope and I pray that I also may be an example in these same ways to have that authority, to have that love for people, to be simple, to stay simple of heart in the simple gospel, to be approachable, to be a man of faith, real faith, and to have faith in action, to be a giver and to be a big thinker. Yes, that God can expand our mind to be a big thinker because God wants to do big things, hallelujah. But he does not need big things to do big things. Oh, through a little stone, he can bring down a great giant. Through you, he can change a nation. Oh, let's believe that God is able to do it in all simplicity. Lord, I want to thank you for the great men and women 
that have been such an example and inspiration to us. And let us follow them as they have followed Christ or as they are following Christ. And Lord, let us follow Christ above all. But with all these great men and women of faith, Lord, impact us to also be a man or a woman that you can use and that will be an example for the next generation. Yes, Lord, I thank you for all these things that I've been ministering about today that you want to impart those also to us, to this generation and to generations to come, Lord. And Lord, as this message was so simple, just a testimony actually, let it impact my listeners and let them also have a desire to be the same, that you can use them in similar ways. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 